No other culture has been as eager to reward either nonsense or wickedness. If, on the other hand, we look around for what it means to be a mature, whole, blessed person, we don't find much. These people are around, maybe as many of them as ever, but they aren't easy to pick out. No journalist interviews them. No talk show features them. They are not admired. They are not looked up to. They do not set trends. There is no cash value in them. No Oscars are given for integrity. At year's end, no one compiles a list of the ten best-lived lives. A Thirst for Wholeness All the same, we continue to have an unquenchable thirst for wholeness, a hunger for righteousness. When we get thoroughly disgusted with the shams and cretins that are served up to us daily as celebrities— some of us turn to Scripture to satisfy our need for someone to look up to. What does it mean to be a real man, a real woman? What shape does mature, authentic humanity take in everyday life? When we do turn to Scripture for help in this matter, we are apt to be surprised. One of the first things that strikes us about the men and women in Scripture is that they were disappointingly non-heroic. We do not find splendid moral examples. We do not find impeccably virtuous models. That always comes as a shock to newcomers to Scripture. Abraham lied. Jacob cheated. Moses murdered and complained. David committed adultery. Peter blasphemed. We read on and begin to suspect intention. A consistent strategy to demonstrate that the great significant figures in the life of faith were fashioned from the same clay as the rest of us. We find that Scripture is sparing in the information that it gives on people, while it is lavish in what it tells us about God. It refuses to feed our lust for hero worship. It will not pander to our adolescent desire to join a fan club. The reason is, I think, clear enough. Fan clubs encourage second-hand living. Through pictures and memorabilia, autographs and tourist visits, we associate with someone whose life is, we think, more exciting and glamorous than our own. We find aversion from our own humdrum existence by riding on the coattails of someone exotic. We do it because we are convinced that we are plain and ordinary. The town or city that we live in, the neighborhood we grew up in, the friends we are stuck with, the families or marriages that we have, all seem undramatic. We see no way to be significant in such settings, with such associations, so we surround ourselves with evidence of someone who is. We stock our fantasies with images of a person who is living more adventurously than we are. And we have enterprising people around who provide us, for a fee of course, with the material to fuel the fires of this vicarious living. There is something sad and pitiful about the whole business, but it flourishes nonetheless. Scripture, however, doesn't play that game. Something very different takes place in the life of faith. Each person discovers all the elements of a unique and original adventure. We are prevented from following in another's footsteps and are called to an incomparable association with Christ. The Bible makes it clear that every time that there is a story of faith, it is completely original. God's creative genius is endless. He never, fatigued and unable to maintain the rigors of creativity, resorts to mass-producing copies. Each life is a fresh canvas on which he uses lines and colors, 
shades and lights, textures and proportions that he has never used before. We see what is possible. Anyone and everyone is able to live a zestful life that spills out of the stereotyped containers that a sin-inhibited society provides. Such lives fuse spontaneity and purpose and green the desiccated landscape with meaning. And we see how it is possible. By plunging into a life of faith, participating in what God initiates in each life, exploring what God is doing in each event. The persons we meet on the pages of Scripture are remarkable for the intensity with which they live Godwards, the thoroughness in which all the details of their lives are included in God's Word to them, in God's action in them. It is these persons who are conscious of participating in what God is saying and doing who are most human, most alive. These persons are evidence that none of